Any question? <laughs> yes. Last night you were speaking about how how pen logic, how one does not worship Lord Chaitanya without Lord Nityananda. <coughs> so this configuration of having Radha Krishna and Lord Chaitanya on the same altar and no Nityananda, is that how, how does Nityananda I mean I know they have a separate twenty tie, but if somebody didn't have a separate twenty tie no, well, there are different uh, modes of worship, and Nityananda Prabhu is Balaram, and so he's the elder brother of Krishna, and and in the presence of the elder brother, then Radhika will have to show respect and so forth, so she will not have the freedom to interact with Krishna in ways that she would in his uh, absence. So he naturally, uh, to facilitate that, um, steps back, so to speak, and that's a particular window. You have to understand that the, the, the archon, the deity worship, is a particular window, hmm, if you will, a frame in the, in, the, in the whole of the motion picture of Krishna Lila. We call mantra mai upasana. So uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, an, an image and there's a mantra that, that, that corresponds. And... Um, and Therefore, to, to engage in the deity worship, one has to have the mantra, uh, and uh, and then appropriately, and then one has access to enter into that window, so to speak, wherein, or to turn, I should say, let's say, that still frame in the motion picture of Krishna into a moving uh, picture that one can enter into. This is the idea. So from what we call mantra mayu pasana to swarasiki, that the, the lila is still frame or and then it moves in the heart. Hmm? And so the deity worship and the altar is meant to help us like that. And each altar is like an, an eternal moment. Like if you go through the day, a day in the life of Krishna, you know, they may be divided into eight sections, three hours each section, and so forth for meditation. Each one of those, of course, is perpetual, eternal, each moment in, in each of those. A devotee can live in one aspect of one leela uh, forever in, in, in his or her swarup and so forth. So um, the, all these deities installed like this and worship, they're a different eternal window and the different there are different obviously configurations of deities so you mentioned Gaur, Nityananda and Radha and Krishna and so on and so forth so the what I mentioned last night is that Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami in his home um, family home he found that his brother had regard for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu but no regard for Nityananda Prabhu and so he left that place hmm? and um, he made it was either him or Miniketan Ramdas uh, who, who felt offended by that, that uh, the brother of Krishnadas had, had invoked what he called a half-hand logic. So, you know, the idea that, uh, that if you have a hen or a chicken and it has a hole here which takes food and costs money to feed that hole, the other hole, eggs come out, and the farmer was making money from, from that. So he reasoned, why keep a hole that costs money? Just keep the hole that makes money. And he cut off the head of the chicken. So that's not good logic. Um, and so uh, this was invoked to 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 say that one who uh, vilifies, disrespects 
Nityananda Prabhu, in the name of worshipping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, mm, uh, doesn't uh, doesn't worship him at all. Mm-hmm. So that's another point that worship and glorification and so forth. While there may be no limit to that, there are parameters within which something is uh, constitutes worship, and something may not. Therefore, it's said in common English parlance, "Oh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions." Hmm? Damodar Goswami was the uh, secretary who would screen offerings made, uh, literary offerings, to uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He wanted to see if they fell within the parameters of Rasa Tattva and the, and the Siddhanta that had been uh, articulated by the Goswamis as to who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth. So if glorification came in that didn't fit within those parameters, it wasn't considered glorification. It was unbecoming, unflattering. Uh, and it was rejected, sent back for a rewrite. Um, so we see this happen in, in the modern context, of course, sometimes there's a lot of sentiment for worshipping Prabhupada, but it goes outside of what uh, what really uh, constitutes uh, uh, something that is uh, flattering, and, uh, and uh, or not flattering, but really a, a glorification. Uh, and it turns into religious fanaticism. Mm-hmm. And then in the name of glorifying Prabhupada, other Vaishnavas are offended and so on and so forth. So, so again, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So a little, that's why I often evoke the, the phrase wise love. Our, our love has to be wise. Bhakti Vedanta, our Guru Maharaj was named, um, and it implies that there's a head to the heart mm-hmm. of his faith. The Prabhupada himself used to like to emphasize the point that, well, you know, we're not just worshiping a stone here. We've got all these books that we study. That's the philosophical basis out of which this, uh, this, this um, uh, worship and glorification comes. Mm-hmm. So, um, therefore, we don't put Nityananda Prabhu on the same altar with Radha and Krishna, but we can put Chaitanya Mahaprabhu there. Mm-hmm. And we do, the, do so for the point, uh, for making the point that Radha and Krishna are Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? But your question is, well, if we are to glorify Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda, not exclude Nityananda from the worship in, 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 in only worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, are we perhaps, how does that work with you know what you said and so forth? So obviously we don't vilify Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm? We don't, um, aren't, aren't of that um, men- mentality. But uh, we don't uh, introduce him into a place where he himself would keep a distance from. In Ranthiyatra in Puri, it's described by Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami that Mahaprabhu dancing in Ranthiyatra manifested the form of Radha. Not everyone could see, but this is, of course, this is, is, is what he's trying to do hmm? to experience the uh, the uh, ecstasy, the bhava of Radha. So he he's got her complexion, hmm? something is in place, but uh, it, it, he's trying to go further. And in Rathiyatra, which is a, such an important and esoteric uh, festival for Gaudiya Vaishnavism, so much at the heart of what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is about, he manifested the form of Radha for the eyes of Nityananda, who stepped back at a distance and offered his pranam. Hmm? So there are places that he, he doesn't go of his own Due to his own emotional uh, makeup, 
Hmm? And so we don't try to place him in places where he doesn't go in the name of, you know, he should be here. Uh, uh, but we, but we, we follow the, 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 the sentiments, the mood, the, the, the rasa tattva. Hmm? So rasa tattva means kind of like the laws of, of love. I mean, love is beyond laws, but then there's a certain, like I like to say, there's, there's math that underlies art or, or music. Hmm? So there's Vedanta, hmm? that underlies the love, and so therefore are some parameters as to what constitutes love theoretically on the canvas. We make a canvas, and then we put the art of Radha and Krishna. That canvas is philosophical. Hmm? So we don't go off the canvas in that. So, so we don't place Nityananda Prabhu on the altar with Radha and Krishna, but we, we do invoke... Um, the names of Gornatananda and Kirtan and so forth uh, in, in the worship of uh, Radha Krishna, Radha Madhava. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we have other altars, you know, in our sect, for example, where there's Gornatananda. So we're not uh, in the same position as Krishna Skaviraj's uh, brother to uh, uh, be considered not worship. Better you didn't worship at all uh, than uh, if you want to slight Nityananda Prabhu in the name of glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah. What else? Yes. In, in Gorlila, there's uh, seems like quite a connection between Nityananda Prabhu and Gidadhara. I mean, they sit down and have prasad and they're talking and it was Right. Because That's because Gorlila is Krishna Lila, but it's it's different than Krishna Lila at the same time. It's called Sadaka Siddha Bhumi, Nabadweep, Nadia, the eternal Nadia. Sadhana Siddha Bhumi. Bhumi means land, earth, place, land. The land where where Siddhas have the Lila of being Sadakas. Hmm? So they're all in a Sadaka Deha, Sadaka dress, Sadaka body, but they're Siddhas. Therefore, they do all the things that we sadhakas do, but every time they do them, everything that could possibly happen hmm, that's said about those things in the scripture happens. Once chanting and so forth. So, it's a very um, alive, if you will, uh, sadhaka lila. After all, siddhas are playing the role of sadhakas, and they forgot that they're siddhas, because they play the role very well. When Krishna plays, he plays hard. Hmm? And so, you know, he gets lost in his place. So Chaitanya Mahabharata was Krishna playing as, as a sadhaka, hmm? worshiping Radha and Krishna. Hmm? And, um, and so the devotees will have relationships hmm, in Gaur-lila that they don't find in Krishna-lila, but it's on the basis of their, 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 their new position in that lila as sadhakas, all friends of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, following him, going to the kirtan, and so on and so forth. Um, um, at the same time, then, they, they, you know, Nityananda Prabhu was dispatched to uh, Bengal and told not to return to Puri. Gadadhar made his, a vow to stay in Puri. He's the Bhagavatam reciter, hmm, both in Nadia, in Nitya Lila, and in Puri, in the uh, Prakat Lila, the Manifest Lila as well. Hmm. Um, but they're all... They're... There's a there's a kind of a Krishna Lila plus going on. So on the basis of the plus, they're associating hmm, in the spirit of sadhakas, hmm, and they're they're 
reality in Krishna Leela is is in in the background. It comes to the fore, but it's not coming to the fore in a visible way. We don't find the same same thing would be play out would play out. For example, if you say that Gadadhar is Radha, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, why aren't Gadadhar and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu embracing one another and uh, and uh, having romantic affairs together and so forth? Because it's it's the same Leela, but it's it's uh, it's different at the same time. I've, like I've said before, it's like a reverse jacket. You know, it's it's black on the inside with gold stripes, and it's gold on the outside with black stripes. So you wear it one way or another way, and and all these the the the, the 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 object of love is becoming the taster of love, and everybody's moving with that, and it causes a wonderful uh, flow that is Gaur Leela, and they have relationships with one another that in ways that they they wouldn't per se in in in, in Krishna Leela. Hmm? Of course, Nityananda Prabhu is Vishnu Tattva, and Ganada is uh, Shakti Tattva. So, uh, Nityananda Prabhu is venerable by by Gadadhar, hmm. venerable by Vashivas. They have some intimacy, but still they, they they're held in in some uh, some regard. Hmm? So there is nuances, but there they're all all devotees of Krishna. Hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the guru. He's the samasti guru. Nityananda Prabhu too, Akanda guru. These two are they, they're, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Sampradaya, Nityananda Prabhu started it. Hmm. And they represent the, the composite we call uh, of Guru Tattva, the samasti. Samasti means like the, like the with a macrocosmic representation of guru, then all the gurus in the parampara are the microcosmic representation. Hmm? Krishna, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna in his Acharya Leela, so he's playing the role of an Acharya. Hmm? Therefore, it's said by Jiva Goswami and uh, Sarvasambhadini that uh, he started his own sampradaya, hmm? Chaitanya. The Chaitanya Sampradaya, sometimes called Gaudi Sampradaya. He started his own Sampradaya. Hmm? And Nityananda Prabhu there to assist him. These are the two lords who descended, started their own Sampradaya. And at the same time, it's it, it, Gaur Leela is, is Krishna Leela. They're one, and there's some difference at the same, uh, simultaneously. Hmm? What else? Yeah. Yeah. It may have come from the fact that as an herbal medicine, Tulsi has been known to heal radiation poisoning. There you go. Just see. <laughs> She's uh, yeah, very uh, beneficial. <laughs> very auspicious. Hmm. What else? Yes. You mentioned uh, the jiva and the ingress of uh, the Srup Shakti. Is this, I guess, by association of the with the Swarup Shakti, the Jiva gets his Swarup, or is it already there and it's being brought out by the Swarup Shakti? Yeah. The Swarup of the Jiva, that's the form in which the Jiva participates in Krishna Leela, is constituted of Swarup Shakti. Hmm? And nowhere do we find an a 
an explanation of the constitution of Jeev Shakti that includes Swarup Shakti. Hmm? These are distinct Shakti, Maya Shakti, Jeev Shakti, Swarup Shakti. Hmm? At the same time, the Swarup Shakti is the fountainhead of all Shaktis. Radha is the primal Shakti, Krishna is the, you know, Swam Bhagavan, she is Swam Shakti. And that Srup Shakti is constituted of Samvit, Ladini, and, and Sandini. This means Satchitananda on steroids, something like that. It's, it's or just like, you know, to the nth to the nth degree. Hmm? Now the 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 Jeev Shakti, Bhaktivinod makes a nice explanation. Shakti is one, but it manifests Variously for various purposes, and is given different names accordingly. Prabhupada used to say like this when he would say, it, 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 "Energy is used for heating or lighting or, or, or cooling in different circumstances." Hmm? So Bhaktivinoda says, on the basis of that, we see that the jiva that is sat chit ananda, hmm? uh, we see the maya shaktis asat, achit nirananda. So we see. The Maya Shakti has a distortion of the Sarup Shakti. Hmm? Asat, Achit, Nirananda. It's, it, it's, it's, its constituents, its elements. The Jiva, we see some, that's like, such a, like, like a partial manifestation of the Sarup Shakti. Hmm? And then there's the whole, the whole of the Sarup Shakti. What is the whole of the Sarup Shakti? It has the power to overwhelm Krishna. What to speak of dispel the shadow of Maya? Maya can now stand in the presence of the Sarup Shakti, and Krishna becomes overwhelmed by the Sarup Shakti. It means Yashoda can overwhelm Krishna. Krishna, Yashoda Nandan means Brahman has been overwhelmed by this Sarup Shakti that is Bhakti in, a, in the form of Vatsalya, hmm? Radhanath. Brahman has been over, overcome by the Sarup Shakti that is Bhakti in the form of Madhurja. Hmm? Uh, so, that Sarup Shakti is very extraordinary. We are Jeevas, we have a little little bit of Ananda, Sat, Chit, but our Ananda cannot even dispel Maya. Hmm? Maya can stand in the presence of the Jeev Shakti. Hmm? Uh, in fact, she does. <laughs> when the Bhagavatam describes the Jeev Shakti, it, in particular, it describes the Jeev Shakti in relation to Maya Shakti. Hmm? Uh, what is that verse from the trance of Bias? Samyak pranite malaya pashat bhakti yoga namanasi samyak pranite malaya pashat no no it's the same verse um, um, anyway uh, Jeev Shakti is described there hmm? under the influence of Maya Shakti and bhakti yoga the remedy hmm? uh, and so forth so she's the Jeev Shakti described in relation to the condition we <coughs> normally find it hmm, in this world, influenced by the world. Hmm? The world is the combination of the Jeev and Maya Shakti. Hmm? No beginning to that. That 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 condition that mixes is what what's what we call the movement that comes out of that is called karma. Hmm? So anyway, the point being here that if we get the ingress of bhakti into our life, how will we get bhakti? 
Again, is make up bhakti. So bhakti is a gift. Bhakti comes from the guru. Guru parampara is the channel through which bhakti um, makes ingress into the jiva. Radharani is bhakti devi. She is like Krishna is like the ocean. The jiva is like a drop. What is Radharani like? A channel that connects the drop to the ocean. Hmm? And she's up here. And they both go like this. They meet there. Hmm? The jiva and Krishna. Hmm? So, this bhakti, hearing, chanting about Krishna, shravanam, kirtanam, smaranam, this is not something you make up, doesn't come from your head, doesn't come from your, your soul. Hmm? It's the sarup shakti. Hmm? Now, yes, in a way, you're a partial manifestation of it. Hmm? But we have to be careful when we say that, because if we were to take the maya off of the jiva, uncover it, what would we have? We would have an atomic particle of satchitananda. We would have like Sukadev. He's relishing the pleasure of the self, the ananda of the self. <coughs> and, and with some extension, the, the happiness of Brahman, which is also objectless. There's no other in, in, in Brahman. So it's objectless ananda. But bhakti, as I said earlier, bhakti ananda has an object. Krishna and the devotee. And there's, there's two in the ananda that's bhakti. That's why it, this very simple math, <laughs> that's why it exceeds the ananda of, uh, of, of Brahman. Hmm? Because if you're happy being alone, which is fun at times, and a relief and so forth, that's one thing. But if, it, but if, if you can be with, a, with another or others, and it doesn't become a problem, hmm? because you're all on the same page and so forth, then it's more fun. That's why Vishnu thought, let me become many. Hmm? For fun. Hmm? Not for any reason. For fun. He has no purpose to fulfill. Just to celebrate fun. And he's, he's, something like that. So, uh, of course, it becomes a problem because the jivas are small. So then he descends to try to deliver them and, and, and so forth. Manifest the Veda and the Guru Parampara. So, so this bhakti then that's the grace that comes to us mm -hmm. through the Guru Parampara. You're given the chance to uh, hear, chant, and uh, learn learn about knowledge that, uh, uh, that that's relative to bhakti and so on and so forth. So, there's an ingress of bhakti into your life. Mm -hmm. That's what makes you a devotee. If you don't have that ingress of bhakti into life, how can you become a devotee? Mm -hmm. Can you just get rid of maya? Okay. Uh, I, I'm, I no longer have any karma. Now I have a right to enter into the Leela just because you don't have karma? Hmm? There's something positive there. There's a negative, which is the removal of the karmic implications. That's a passport. Okay? Now you've got a passport. You're free to go. Hmm? You can leave the country of Maya. You've got a passport. But you don't have a visa. Yet. To enter into Golok, hmm? then you get to the gate, and they say, "I don't care if you got a passport, go to hell." <laughs> hmm. You know, there was a guy. He, they said, he, 
Should I tell it again? Yeah. <laughs> and he and he and he, he was in the church, right? And, and they used to when I was a kid, they used to stick this long thing down the aisle. I was a Catholic boy, it's down the aisle, and it was this little, you know, you're supposed to put your envelope in there, you know, how much you gave and so forth. Nice idea. So, anyway, this guy was given, what was he given? Five. He gave him five dollars, something like that, in the thing. He gave five dollars, and then and then uh, afterwards he he came out and he got run over by a car, and so. He died, right? So then he went up to heaven at the gates. And there was Peter and, and Paul. This is a Christian idea. So they said, you're welcome. And uh, what's your name? He gave his name. He said, let's see if you're in the book. And they looked in the book, you know. They couldn't find him in the book. I said, sorry, your, your name's not in the book. He says, hey, what are you talking about? I just, just gave $5 in the church, and I died. You know, I, I paid $5, and I died. And um, go talk to God. Get another book. I mean... You know, there must be a mistake. So then they go to talk to God, and they come back. They go to talk to God, and they'd say, he's this guy's here, his name's not in the book. And, but he said he just gave $5, and he died. God said, give him his $5 back and tell him to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so the, the idea is, you know, you can't work your way there. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a grace path. The effort we make is effort to get grace. Hmm? Therefore, our effort is to cry. Hmm? Prabhupada was once asked about yoga. He said, yoga, uh, we just cry. Oh, Krishna, please help me. That's our yoga. That's all. You know, yoga is like this, it's kind of virile, actually. There's a lot of women involved these days, but it's quite a, you know, you know, it's uh, all the postures and whatnot. It's very, and it's very effort-oriented. Although it's effortless, it may make it look effortless. That's pretty... <laughs> Some of those positions are hard to get into, and they take some time and so forth. So it's a very different kind of effort than just crying. Hmm? You, you, know, you, you might say, why don't you do something? Why don't you just cry? Why are you just crying? Do, you know, do something. But, but this is our path. Our effort is to, is to get grace. That is a real hard exercise, to cry. How should I cry? I cry that I'm not crying. I should be crying. Such good opportunity has come to me. Mahaprabhu prayed like this. The name has come to me. He's so generous. Hmm? He doesn't make any restrictions where he goes. No, no, no restrictions for time or place or circumstance for chanting. All the shaktis are present there, and still I have no attraction. I should cry for that. The, the cry that I don't cry. Then, real tears may come of ecstasy. Hmm? So this is our effort. It's, a, it's a, our effort is to get to get grace. Hmm? And that means that our 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 kind of investment in bhakti will increase. Hmm? We make investment. Bhakti has come, and and now bhakti is we have the opportunity for bhakti to to play our mind and our senses. Hmm? Bhakti takes over the mind and senses and engages them. We say. <coughs> Oh, you cannot know Krishna with mind and senses. We say, well, you're using your mind and senses. No, we say, no, bhakti is using my mind. Bhakti is using my senses. Hmm? This is a very different thing. It may be look similar, but it's different. Hmm? So it's it's all descending. Hmm? So we may be like, in Bhaktivinoda's language, some partial manifestation of Sambit, Ladini, Sandini, Satchit, Ananda. Hmm? But Bhakti Ananda, 
the Ladini, that is another thing. Radharani is Ladini herself. Mm -hmm. So, from the beginning, Bhakti comes to us and involves us. At a certain point in our practice, then, we graduate from Sadhana Bhakti, then we enter into Bhava Bhakti, and that Bhava Bhakti has been described or defined as a in terms of a prominent manifestation of the fact that I'm talking about, that bhakti makes ingress into the jiva. Hmm? In a very prominent way it makes ingress hmm? into the jiva. And the jiva, then, his bhakti is fully informed. Hmm? In other words, he then is engaging in bhakti with understanding of his budding relationship with Krishna. Hmm? A certain type of samvit, a certain type of lad, corresponding ladini, hmm? <coughs> in sakiras or vatsaliras or maduriras, as may be the case. Hmm? Then he's doing bhakti from that perspective and so forth, cultivating that bhava, which turns, blossoms into, in, into prem. So, uh, we say that there's ingress of this is Bhava Bhakti. It says the ingress of the Sarup Shakti into the Jiva. But it started before that. Hmm? Bhakti is the Sarup Shakti. So, in that sense, no, it's not inside of you waiting to be wakened up, awakened. But sometimes Prabhupada or even Bhakti Bhakti would talk about it like that. They're, they're unique in that regard from Bhakti Vinod Thakur in our lineage onward to use that kind of language, but some of that language is about the, the, the sarup waking up and being inherent and dormant and so forth, is some of that language is to make an emphasis hmm, that, that, the, that the, the, the sarup is not made up, it's not some guru pulls it out of his pocket and says, I've got your sarup over here, if you just join my lineage, I'll give it to you. Hmm? And there was, there, was a, there was a lot of people doing that kind of thing. Hmm? So it says, the guru doesn't make it up. No, it's eternally existing. Hmm? The guru gives you bhakti, and it comes out. Hmm? It manifests. So, Chaitanya Charitamrita says the same thing, based on the, the verse of Rupa Goswami in Bhakti Samrita Sindhu. Krishna Prem Nityasiddha Sadduka Banoi Shrabanadi Sudachite Koraye Udai. As the consciousness becomes cleansed by hearing and chanting, then Bhakti Udai hmm, uh, arises in the heart. Vishwanath Chakravartitaka gives an example in his commentary in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Krishna was born in the prison house of Kamsa. But do we think he originated there? <laughs> no. Hmm? So, he's bo so, so Bhakti will be born in your heart in form of a relationship with Krishna. But it doesn't have its origins there. In fact, it has no beginning. So now that's now, wait a minute. It has no beginning. Hmm? It means that the bhava that your sarup is constituted of is eternally existing. It just did a Krishna Prem. It's always existing. Sadhya It's not a product of something you do. We, we engage in bhakti. Bhakti does us, so to speak. Hmm? You want to do bhakti? It's like you want to do lunch. It's a little different, you know. It's the bhakti. You want to be done by bhakti? <laughs> something like that. Hmm? So, <laughs> so uh, 
uh, it's eternally existing. So that means that that Sakyabhav is eternally existing, existing. Madhurya Rasa is eternally existing in the associates of Krishna, in the Guru Parampara, hmm? and coming to us through, through through that, and through that association, the opportunity comes. So whenever the Goswamis in their grantas speak about this, they say by association, by association, in different lifetimes with different um, uh, d- devotees, then. It starts to awaken. Now, at the same time, he said, Brahmanda Brahmite Kon Bhagavan Jeev, Guru Krishna Prasadi Bhai Bhakti Lata Bij. What does it mean? The Jeev is wandering throughout the universe, hmm, through different species of life, and becomes fortunate. What is the good fortune? Wherever you find the word luck and good fortune in these texts, it means Sadhu Sangha. Hmm, that's what it's speaking about. Hmm. When when the good fortune of Parikshit Maharaj is described uh, as the appearance of Sugadev, as his good fortune. Hmm? Um, so throughout the Bhagavatam, a couple of different words are used. Here in Bengali, the Bhagya means lucky, same idea. He becomes lucky. What is the form in which the luck manifests? Hmm? Krishna brings the jiva to a guru. What does the guru do? Bring the jiva to Krishna. What's the point I'm making? Hmm? If we say the swarup is a result of association, okay, but what is the association a result of? Krishna has arranged the association. Krishna has brought you to a guru. <laughs> hmm? He has, she has certain type of feeling, sentiment. Hmm? That's why you come to that guru. Hmm? That guru has that sentiment. Hmm? And that's, that's the way Krishna would like to accept service from you. Hmm? So we send you that guru. Hmm? So therefore now we have two things. It's coming from association. <laughs> this looking from one angle. From another angle, how Krishna wants to accept seva from any jiva. Can I say it's not, he does, not in his mind. Hmm? He sends the guru to you, to make you lucky. Hmm? You could do it in different ways, of course, too. also, that's another thing. Hmm? You could have been picked up by a guru hmm? and developing in a certain sentiment but not perfected. Hmm? Next life you come back, Krishna comes again as another guru, picks you up. Hmm? He may have even different sentiment, still picks you, like Prabhupada's campaign was huge, so he was picking up people from everywhere. Hmm? Even those who belonged, in some senses, in another sampradaya, and later they went to that sampradaya, like Ramanuja sampradaya, or something. They found it more, more uh, suitable to their ruchi. So, because his campaign was broad, deep but broad, also, the mantra is, is universal, while at the same time it's very specific. It can have universal application. Ram could mean Ramchandra, if you want. It could mean Balaram, if you like. It can mean Radharaman, so forth. So, in a big campaign like that, a guru may pick up persons from, he may pick up his own group in the same sentiment as himself, and then give help to others from other groups also. Then he'll put them in that place eventually, post them, help them, assist them. Generally, 
of course, the idea is then the general norm is, again, we send to the Guru because the Guru has a particular sentiment and we will develop that sentiment. Hmm? So it's eternally existing in a gener general sense. Those bhavas are existing. Then hmm? they'll take a certain shape within you. Hmm? A certain kind of friend of Krishna, a certain kind of uh, lover, assistant of Radha, and so forth. Hmm? So, another way to think about it is this. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained to Sanatana Prabhu in, 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 in his Sanatana Shikshan, Chaitanya Charitamrita, that you have a wealth. You think that you are poor. There was a fellow, he said, he was thought he was very poor, and he was living like that. And he went to an astrologer. The astrologer said, hey, you're not poor at all. You have a huge inheritance. Hmm? Now, uh, I'm reading your chart. Let me tell you where to go to get it. Don't go to the west. Don't go to the north. Don't go to the south. Don't go to Gyan, yoga, karma. Go to the east, bhakti. Hmm? And there you'll find you have an inheritance. Inheritance implies that there's a wealth that is waiting for you, hmm? but you are not mature enough to take advantage of it. Hmm? So it's not, and your wealth is something that when you inherit it, then you are all that you could be, so to speak. That was suspended, you couldn't fully express, but it's yours. So in this way, it's talked about. It's you. It's not you. It's yours. It's not yours. It's it's in you. It's not in you. It's it's. It depends how you can look at it from different angles. We 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 can talk about it. The jeev has samananda has a potential for loving. The jeev, here's another way. The jeev is the object of love in this world. As we said earlier, we love things because we're in them and we call them our things. That's why we like them. As much as we as a conscious entity identify with a thing, an aspect of matter, and we, we, we go there, hmm, then it has attraction for us. Hmm? So we are really the object of love. This is taught in Brahmavimohan Lila hmm, of Bhagavatam. Hmm? Uh, when it's seen that the cowherds, elder cowherds and the cows love their calves the cow the cows love their calves that were a year old more than their newborn calves they ran away from their newborn calves and ran after their year old calves <laughs> to give them milk and the coward men try to stop them until their their sons came home and then then they were melted by the sons so in this, 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 this instant, the elder cows, calves, which are one year old, were the calves that Krishna had manifest as after they were stolen by Brahma. And the boys were manifestations of Krishna. So anyway, in this Leela, a nice point comes out. And it, 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 this point I'm making, that the jiva is an object of love. Hmm? We love things only because we're in them. And we love ourselves hmm? because we're part and parcel of Krishna. Hmm? He's the full measure of, of Ananda. Hmm? We love ourselves. We're lovable because we're part and parcel of Krishna. So then we should love Krishna, is the idea. Just like you should withdraw your love from things and see it 
and place it in your seat. You're, you are you're the seat of real happiness. Hmm? And why are you so? Because you're part and parcel of Krishna. Hmm? And he is the Maha Ananda. So therefore, you should turn to him. So if you look, therefore, inside yourself really deeply, what do you find? You find them part and parcel of Krishna. Hmm? Hmm. You can say, Krishna's inside me. Hmm? Hmm. And, uh, and, 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 and loving Krishna is, is, uh, is um, inherent, my inherent uh, nature is to, is to love Krishna because I'm, he's the source of love. You can talk about it like that. Therefore, you sh- therefore Jiva Yasurup, Hoi Nitya Krishna, the Jiva is the eternal servant of Krishna. Imun Sarvi Maya. That's not really talking about his Swarup, but it's talking about a reality, an overriding reality. We're dependent entities. We're, we're derived entities. We're not independent entities. Hmm? So, so, uh, so in, a, in a kind of a literal sense, no, the Swarup of the Jiva is not uh, there inside you Bhaktis, they'll pack it inside the jiva. It comes from outside, within. Hmm? But there's a potential in there, in you, that's not there in the maya shakti. Maya shakti can't wake up to become Krishna conscious and have uh, bhakti and a swarupa arise within her. We can, because we're of a consciousness nature, so we're a partial manifestation of that swarupa shakti. By the ingress of the swarupa shakti, then... It's like falling in love. I gave the example the other day. You, you you fall in love. So you're more now. You're the same person, but you're more. Now you have the capacity to participate in the Leela. This is how... It, it, this is the Siddhanta on this issue. Does that help? Yeah. Yes, sir. It, it you pick up where you left off, something like that. So to whatever degree Shakti has made ingress into you, that's going to inform something about your next life. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes you can look at somebody and you go, oh, I understand where he belongs. He belongs in this group, and I can see in him this rasa, that rasa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one, he'd been here before. He's coming again now. Come. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I know there's a oh, he's coming new, new, just starting in this time. Uh huh. Some hit the ground running, right? Hmm? <laughs> like that. <laughs> I was kind of like that. <laughs> so, many of us, of course. But, um, so, um, so then what happens is there's some karmic residue. So, the sadhaka life is you're engaging your senses in bhakti. But sometimes you're engaging them in objects of senses that, that don't have anything to do with bhakti. So the sadhaka day is constituted of a, a combination of both of these things. Hmm? And, and then as this particular sadhaka day passes and you, you take birth, and then what happens in the beginning, that karma from the past life, especially the, the negative, 
will be in, they will come come first. Therefore, you find someone they wait some time and suddenly they they come out. Hmm? They hit a certain age and suddenly they start to come out. Interest in all these things because it was just an idea, maybe or not an idea at all. Hmm? But they weren't interested in other things; it just wasn't fitting in or whatever. So anyway, that karma comes first. And then a good amount of that parabda is is burned off, hmm? and then then where one is at in terms of one's bhakti in the previous life that comes to the fore, and very quickly he or she is adept at a particular stage. Hmm? The t- trick is to go to the next stage. Hmm? So he's come; he's, he quickly moves through anartha uh, nivritti to nishta, and but can he get to ruchi <laughs> in this life? Hmm? The next life, can he get to Asakti? Can she get Bhav in the next life? Hmm? And if she gets Bhav in the next life, then she'll take birth again. Hmm? Then pick up that Bhav where it left off, and then you're going to get Prem. This is the system. That's hmm? explained by Vishwana Chakrati Thakur. Hmm? So, so you, you find, uh, you know, it depends how you want to look at certain devotees. You can look at Prabhupada as an Siddha, or you can look at him as a sadhana Siddha. Whenever he was asked about it, he'd say, well, you know, in my last life I was, I, was a, I, was a, I was a doctor and I performed no sin. Therefore, I got such a good birth in this life. Or he said, he would quote from Bhagavad Gita, Suchinam Simatam Gehe Yoga Rashtabhita. I got a birth in the highest family of transcendentalists. Hmm? My, I wasn't perfect in my last life, but I continued. Sometimes he would say things like, I never forgot Krishna. So, Devotees, his disciples tend to think of him as a Nitya Siddha. Hmm? He tend to think of himself as a Sadhana Siddha. Hmm? Uh, you'll never figure that one out. Uh, but, uh, uh, like, like Narada Muni is said to be a Sadhana Siddha and a Nitya Siddha, so <laughs> it gets confusing. <laughs> Uh, Prahlad, uh, these are big examples. Uh, Narada is portrayed in the Bhagavatam as being a sadhana siddha. It's very prominent in the first uh, first canto. Hmm? Uh, so, at any rate, um, uh, look at the life of Bhakti Vinod. Bhakti Vinod wrote a, a letter to his son, Alit Prashad. It's like a biography. He goes through his whole life. Hmm? You read it, and it's very interesting. And, but you see this progression. Like He went through this, this very quickly, quickly, quickly. Hmm? He was philanthropic, he became uh, religious, he became a dvaita, passed through that, and, and, and quickly and, and and came to bhakti, and then, then he gives, later on, Kalyan Kalpatru, or what is it? Uh, uh, Kalyan Kalpatru, or um, another book, His Life in Bhakti, quickly going through these stages, or you know, as he writes in his novel, uh, Jaiva Dharma, and Vijay Kumar and Brajnath are going to these stages like really quickly and so forth. Hmm? So they may come, they may pass through very quickly all these stages. Even a Nitya Siddha, if a Nitya Siddha is the come, then he go through these stages, but quickly go through. Hmm? Everything works real well, like it says it does in the book, you know. <laughs> Something like that. That's all in potential it could like act like that. Depends what you what, what you bring to the table. Hmm? So, um, yeah. So we are all in this, you know, forever. We have to get used to one another. <laughs> Nobody's going anywhere. That's a fact. Yeah. This is a question that I 
had for a long time that I've been meaning to ask you. And I think it's a lucky note, of course, Shukshan Mita, that he says that um, Supshatida should actually come into your heart and to Baba um, But it seems that we have some experience in Supshatida much earlier. Is that a yeah, I was addressing that earlier. It, it means that in a prominent way, the Surup Shakti is constituted of Ladini, Sambit, and Sandini. So when it has ingress into the Jiva in a particular way, Sudashatma, Visheshatma, Visheshatma means in a particular way, a particular measure of Sambit and corresponding Ladini. Like if you study, you see, you see in Sakirasa, then there will be Pranay, then Prem, then uh, these developments. In Madhurasa, first they will be Prem, then Sneha, Man, Pranay, Rag, Anurag, Bhav, Mahabhav. These are, but depending upon one's sentiment, in the Brajlila, then there will be these embellishments, if you will, of the Stahibhav. Hmm? <coughs> so when one gets Baba, doesn't mean one has Stahibhav. Hmm? But it, it, it means that they have, they haven't attained that, not they haven't fully, de- uh, excuse me, uh, kind of ch- uh, developed that. But still, hmm, uh, it, it, it constitutes a particular ingress of a particular combination that corresponds with Sakya Batsalya. So that is Bhava Bhakti. Therefore, it's literally said. Bhakti comes in at that at, at that time, but obviously Bhakti comes to your life earlier than that, and engages your senses and, and and so forth. Therefore, Bhakti is both you know when you say how you say uh, Cheshta Rupa and Bhava Rupa. It's active and it's emotional at the same time. Hmm? So we may do act actions of Bhakti with our senses, without emotion, and they aren't even driven necessarily by by emotion, but by some intellectual understanding of what is bhakti and that I should do it and so forth. But that's counted as bhakti. That's called sadhana bhakti. Imitation of a good thing is a good thing, they say, in marketing. So, something something like that. But in bhava bhakti, then, then one has bhava, feeling. So, sometimes it's said, srup shakti comes at that time. But actually it comes... In the beginning, <coughs> yes. If you want to end now, it's time for Arti and first darshan. First darshan. Well, we don't want to be late for that. So, all right, we've gone on for some time. We we'll stopped there. Go, Premanande. Adibu. Yeah.